and welcome back to the Nigeria Filmmaker, a podcast for us to talk about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how we can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Selegot. On this episode, my guest is Ekine Sommekunye. He's a producer, director, and the founder of Riverside Productions. He has worked on award-winning short films such as Oblivious and The Encounter. He also produced Sylvia and directed Light in the Dark. We talk about his directing craft, the nuances of art, and his latest comedy film, One Lagos Night. If you're a new listener, you're welcome and I hope you enjoy. Ekeneo, welcome to the Niger Filmmaker. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, can you introduce yourself? My name is Ekene Som Mekunye. I um, am a filmmaker and um, I also teach film at Pan Atlantic University. Okay. You know, going through your, your film credits, you are the producer of Sylvia, the director of Light in the Dark, and you have been involved in some award winning short films from Oblivious to um, The Encounter. Um, yep. Can you tell us how you started in filmmaking? How, how I started in filmmaking? Um, it's there from advertising. Um, I had this group of friends who were creatives and we just loved creating things. You know, so, and um, they, they, I, I, I wasn't really contributing much, really. You know, yeah. And we realized that, um, so whenever we created something that we needed to produce, we needed to go hire a director, production company, you know. So one of those days, I was like, okay, I mean, I could learn production, you know, maybe that could be my own bit, yeah. To um, to add to this uh, partnership, you know. And I was I was in the cage at the time, you know, and I heard of. Um, so first, we I was in a radio station, top radio. I was told that I was owned by Amaka Igwe and her husband, you know, and I was like, ah. And Amaka Igwe is someone I'd cherished, you know. So I was like, find out, okay, where is their office? Mm. And the office was just close by at um, M2 Abiola Gardens at the time. Mm. And so I went to meet them to ask if, you know, they had any training going on. They didn't have at the time, you know, but they later had, you know, so and that was when I... Um, but I met Amaka Igwe before then. That's how I became a part of that training program where um, they taught on film, um, film, film directing and screenwriting. You know, and I was part of the screen directing class, uh, film directing class, and that was where my career started. Or rather, well, not started. I mean, that was when I learned, you know, the the, the first things I knew about filmmaking. Um, this was in 2010. Yeah. Um, October 2010, October thereabouts, 2010. Wow, that's 10 years ago now, you know. And um, after that, um, I started working with Mnet, you know, where I was producing um, Jara 53 Extra okay. and, um, and um, all channel content. But after two years, you know, I really wanted more, so I went to film school in, in Hollywood. Um, I went to NYFA in LA, and um, when I got back, I worked briefly. Or oh, that was when Sugar was going to start shooting in Nigeria, you know. So I was hired um, from 
the MTV Stand Alive Foundation, you know, where I was the project coordinator for Sugar Tree. Yeah. And, and after Sugar Tree, I started my company, you know, and I the very first thing I did was to create a TV program called My Big Nigerian Wedding. Yeah. Um, which had grown, which grew to be, you know, a very big wedding TV show in this part of the world. And I did a short film titled Oblivious. That was my very film, first film out of film school. And interestingly, it won an AMVCA. Yeah, congrats. You know, and I've gone on, gone on, thank you. And I've gone on to do other short films. Um, Oblivious, which was very much acclaimed. Um, 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 producing, actually. Um, Last Giddy Vice, you know, which screened at the Cannes International Film Festival in 2018. And um, after that, I went into feature films. Um, so I produced Sylvia. Sylvia was my first feature film. And um, I produced and directed Light in the Dark. And I've produced and directed, um, uh, not that one, but um, we, we just finished post-production. Um, we should have released earlier, if not for COVID-19. Um, yeah. It started one Lagos night. Okay. So, yeah, it's um, it's one thing going to film school, but to go to film school in a city like LA at the Universal Studios, how was that experience? Actually, the reason why I... So, I, I, I must say this interestingly. You know, so I don't film classes in Nigeria, you know, um, Amakai, taught by Amakai Gray. Yeah. And when I went to LA, it wasn't different from what I learned from Amakai. You know? So, but but... The, the main reason why I went, you know, was the fact that I wanted that experience. I, I wanted to be in Hollywood. I wanted to be in LA. I wanted to know what it felt like. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, that is a whole new, um, a whole different experience entirely. You know, when you're on sets on some major productions, you know, you're on sets of Pirates of the Caribbean, you're on sets of Desperate Housewives. You are seeing these things live. You know, you are there. You can feel it. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a whole new ball game, you know. And the reason why I went was that, I mean, all my friends were Nigerians, you know. I I wanted to new, fr- I wanted to make new friends that from all over the world, you know. And and um, that's another reason why why I went. And 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 I think it's through that experience I had. I can say I have most of my friends that are scattered in different parts of the world. Yeah. Okay. So from the films you've been involved in, from the encounter to. Um, Sylvia to Light in the Dark. Something that has always stood out for me was um, the choice of locations. Like, how do you approach um, location scouting when you're preparing for a film? So I always say this: my greatest problem as a film, as a as a Nigerian filmmaker making films in Nigeria, is getting the right locations. I have never made a film that was happy with the locations I got. Even though, yes, I, I, I mean, it, it takes me a lot to be able to... I specifically go get a, a lot of those locations. Yeah. Um, um, but and I, sometimes I work with... I, I, sometimes I work with um, location managers. But I've never really gotten the kind of location I, I, I want really. Never. And it's my biggest challenge because I feel like if I have... The location I am looking for. Yeah. Half of my film is done, you know. So location is, is is a big problem here, a big problem. I mean, maybe some people get it easier. I don't know, but for me, I'm talking. I'm, I speak for myself now. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's not been easy getting getting the. So we do. So for Sylvia, we had to create a lot of those locations. Okay. A lot of those locations. 
um, for the um, psychiatric hospital, for instance, it was just a hall um, in a school in Abekuta that we that. Even the restaurants where, you know, he met Sibra for the first time um, in real life. Yeah. Uh, it was a, what, what was it? It was just an, it was just a hall. So we created that whole restaurant. Yeah. You know, so, um, and it, it costs a lot of money, you know, to, to create things like that, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a list for me, but we have to make do whatever it is we have. That's the never say die spirit of the Nigerian filmmaker. Yeah. So looking at it from an industry point of view, do you think there are some quick fixes to kind of solve that location problem? Let me see. Um, <laughs> you know, for for um, um, gorilla filmmakers like we are, we make anything happen. Yeah. We have to. See, the, the 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 thing for Nigerian is we have to shoot. Yeah. So whether it's snowing, it's raining, we're in the bush, we just have to shoot. So we we create what whatever it is that, you know, from whatever it is that we can find and and, and make things happen. We don't give excuses, and I. That's why, you know, outside Nigeria, Nigeria will make about 2,000 movies every year. Um, outside Nigeria, there's no African country that makes up to more than 20. It's the closest is South Africa, yeah. or let's say that um, um, uh, feature films. Um, it, it's, 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 it's the, so when you look at the numbers these people are making, some countries only make two or three in a year, hmm. and we were making like 2,000. It's, so it's not because we have everything right for us. It's just that um, there's just this thing about a Nigerian and wanting to do whatever it is that he wants to do. We don't, we don't give excuses. We just go ahead and do it. Yeah. For Light in the Dark, for Sylvia, you secured theatrical release. Um, what's it like, you know, when you're producing a movie and you need to, you know, get the distributors on board and, you know, release it in the cinema? Theatrical distribution is a whole different um, conversation um, <sighs> I mean I could spend I could spend the whole day talking about my experiences um, but so so you can you can distribute your movie as an as an independent you know um, no one stops you from doing that but um, you also have to be aware of the hurdles that you face yeah um, because because you have to realize that the major distributors are people that own cinemas and you can't force the cinema to show your movie. The cinema decides whether to show your movie or not to show your movie. Yeah. You know, um, there have been lots of talks about how distribution works in Nigeria. I mean, again, it's not something I'm interested in talking about, really. In, like, um, 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 that's yeah, my whole experience. But, but the basic thing is this: so you you make a film and you and you have to build this relationship with these um, distributors. Yeah. You know, so they like they like your film. They take it up, and um, and they distribute it. But the 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 thing that you must also bear in mind is, so ideally, again, there's nothing ideal in Nigeria, or hardly anything ideal in Nigeria. Um, ideally, these guys take care of marketing. You know, and all you need to once you have a distributor, you can go and you can go and sleep. Yeah. But if you try that in Nigeria, you're in trouble. You have to do marketing. Yeah. You know, um, um, you don't just. In fact, you are the main person doing the marketing. You know, I, I say, I say, as a matter of fact. 
you know, and um, because you've you've you spend a lot of money in making this film. Yeah. I mean, you you just have to watch because and when you're now going to that aspect of going to cinema, <laughs> you will now meet certain people who come and meet you. Say, ah, you see, if you need to get people to come and watch your film in Abuja or in this location, we have the network of people who market it for you. You feel. The cinemas with we'll see few the cinema where people come watch your film. Mm. Lies. Lies. You see, you see this four nineteen, it comes in different shades and forms. Yeah. You know, then you see people then the stories of filmmakers or producers paying certain cinemas to put your own poster at the back so that they will be in front or stuff like that. Yeah. You hear all sorts. It's 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 not all fun and games, trust me. You know, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's one it's one window that we have to explore. I mean, we, we have about 60 cinemas in Nigeria right now. You know, that's a window that if you don't use it, you don't make the money that you expect to make from that from that window. So, um, uh, it's so it's not something we can fight against. I mean, these distributors are not our enemies. We, in fact, we 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 are we are we are in a we're in a marriage relationship. Yeah. So it's just to see how how best we can make it work, because they're also in business to make money, you know. Um, but it's 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 not all fun and games, trust me. When it comes to that, to that to that part of 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 the business. Okay. Having to do your marketing yourself, so does that kind of affect the percentage share when you're talking with the? It does. It doesn't affect anything at all. It doesn't affect anything at all. You probably just. So it's just at the end of the day, you know, if, if it's ten percent that is coming to you, you know, you only sell one million. You already know what's coming to you. If you know you can push it to ten million, uh, even if it's ten percent, you know that it still increases your own share, even though it increases other other people's share. Yeah. But you're concerned about your share at that point, and unfortunately, your share is tied to every other person's share. So um, you just have to make. You are concerned about yourself at that time, so you just have to make it work. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, um, you would you would go home with what you don't even want to imagine <laughs> would come to you uh -huh. okay so for sylvia you released the film in some um francophone countries did you guys um yeah. do subtitles or do you dubbed it um subtitles okay what um inspired that decision well we 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 had this um distributor who was french and who was looking for inroads in, or were not looking for inroads, who already had, you know, established relationships with some of the cinemas in Francophone countries, you know, and, and yeah, that was it, you know, and at the end of the day, it, it did, I mean, it's fell in Cote d'Ivoire, it was, it was the highest grossing movie in Cote d'Ivoire, you know, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it had its own, it, it had its own good run, you know, but it was basically due to the, um, the, the connection we had with the French um, distributor. Yeah. Okay. Let's um talk about Light in the Dark. I I felt that the movie was really like well put together, and um, I read somewhere that you have a thing for photography. Did that kind of influence how the film was shot? So Light in the Dark, I I probably could should have like maybe ten different credits in Light in the Dark because I wrote the story, um, and right from the point of writing, um, I 
it, it was something I'm very. I, was, I mean, I, I've been always passionate about you know talking about um, 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 rape, you know, and, and how it affects and how it affects people. Yeah. But when it comes to photography, um, on how it was shot, um, well, I've always had love for photography, um, and I think it was something that uh, Amakai Igwe also spoke of because I remember when we when I went to film school in Amakai Igwe. You know, I, I remember the first thing she told us to go do was go and take photographs. Yeah. That's um, you have to make your films like you're taking photographs. And I remember her saying this, I'll never forget. She says, Take any well made American movie, post it at any point, you can frame that picture and hang it on your wall. You know, so it's something I have always had at the back of my mind, you know, because at the end of the day, even as Filmmakers, what we are basically doing is taking photographs and just adding sound to it. Yeah. You know, when you look at you know um, um, number of frames per second that you should, that you shoot. Um, so my idea for lighting the dark from the onset. Um, so w- w- when I met my DOP, I, I um, who has since then become one of my closest friends, um, Mohammed Atta. I, I I had an idea of how I wanted to make the film, and it wasn't conventional. You know, in the sense that I didn't want to break a lot of the shots to go to CUCUs and to sh- I was just I just wanted to put the camera there and have them play around the camera. Yeah, uh, and that was because I wanted my audience to feel like the whole drama was unfolding before their very eyes, because the human eye does not do CUCU. Mm-hmm. It's, it just stays there. You know? yeah. So I, I wanted them to feel like you know it's happened right in front of their eyes. You know, so for about eighty percent of the movie was that, and um, when I discussed with my GOP, you know, he he was really he was he was he was ready to fly with me, you know, and we spent like a week just mapping up our shots and how we wanted to shoot. Yeah. Since and that's and that was I, I think for me that's one of, that's one of the parts of filmmaking I enjoy the most. Because um, before I go to shoot, I go to location with my GOP and we sit down there and we plan our shots. Because at that point, that's when I watch the film. Yeah, that's the point where I watch the film, and that's where I get excited the most. Because at that point, I already know what the film is going to be like. So yeah, I'm very particular about how I frame my shots and how I tell my stories as a filmmaker. And working with a DOP like Mohamed Atta just just makes the work much easier. Okay, so do you want to talk more about um like your craft of directing? How do you kind of keep improving yourself? What's your kind of philosophy with directing? So um, I feel like I feel like my day job is learning really, because when I'm from my computer, that's what I basically do. I'm just looking for materials. To help me improve myself, not just as a filmmaker. So I, I have a huge penchant for learning, and um, yeah. and every day I just look out for different materials that I can use to make myself a better person. Um, my philosophy in filmmaking. See, at the end of see, this is this is my this is my philosophy when it comes to making films, and something I tell my students, you know, because like I said earlier, I also teach film at at, at the university, and I tell my filmmaker, I said when I'm when I'm making a film. My audience, I have my audience primarily at the back of my mind. I'm looking for, because if I'm going to tell someone to leave his house, take transport, probably come with his girlfriend and God help him, his girlfriend doesn't have like four sisters who will decide to come <laughs> that day. Yeah. 
and you are going to buy six tickets and you're going to buy pop you know how much popcorn and drink is at yes, cinema, you know and at the end of the day you now come and show them rubbish and you know that's 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 a sin man yeah that's a sin so i i at every point in time i'm looking at how do i create an experience for my audience i want people to come out of the cinema you know having gone through a certain experience that they enjoy because that's the reason why i tell them to leave their houses to come and to come and um to come and experience something so story is king for me i am very very particular about the kind of story i want to tell um i can't just tell any story um if i don't feel it i i I don't i won't even bother and and i feel that if i can get to that point then i can create in such a way that my audience will feel it as well and um, I love drama. I love drama because it's the closest to reality. I I like it when I can tell stories that people can relate to it. Yeah. Not somebody jumping here and landing at like in face one. Just um, I mean, in as much as that is an experience in itself. Yeah. Know, people love those kind of things, but you know, I, I need something that is closest to reality, and, and that's why I love this genre drama. You know, not just because it's cheap, so it's the cheapest fun to make as well you know but i just i just like something close to reality and i just i just like telling stories that people can relate to it basically okay about um lecturing at the pan-atlantic university i know i can count the number of universities that offer um film production is it a very popular course at the university okay so mm-hmm. so is this um so I, I teach at the school of media and communication um i teach mass communication students um final year and third year in film production introduction to film production and okay. film production techniques so it's 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 an elective in the school okay. but the school last year also started a master's in film production so there's actually a master's degree program in film production in in, in the school okay you know and and yeah it's something that um the students are are, are taking to you know um it's 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 one of the major it's it's a major course and and they enjoy it you know and i do my best to um transfer as much knowledge as i can and to inspire them you know which is a a, a bigger reason to teach because you know, at the end of the day a lot of them are inspired to to become filmmakers you know and and they all make their films in fact you can't take my course and not make a film. It's not possible, yeah. Because that's that's my exam. I'm not even interested in the amount of grammar you know how to blow. Yeah. When I teach you how to make a film, how am I going to assess you? You make a film. Yeah. And when you make a film, the way you criticize people's film will change. Definitely. Let's talk about last giddy device that screened at um, Cannes. How was that experience? Yeah. Um, I, I I really was looking forward to attending that festival at the time, but unfortunately, the French people denied me visa, so I couldn't attend. But it was, but I did go the following year. So I can't really say what that experience uh, was like, but but having a film that you know screening at such a big film festival definitely is one um, I I I really, really do cherish. Yeah. Did the film get much attention? Did you see reactions and all that? There were there were there were some feedbacks, you know. People also trying to reach out, you know, you know, after watching the film. So yeah, it, it was it was a good one. Just unfortunately, I wasn't there to see the live reaction from from the people there. Yeah. 
as a director producer do you have any like nightmare stories of um things going horribly wrong you know interestingly every every production has its own fair share of challenges and have i had those kind of stories i mean even in hollywood i i, I don't know any production where everything goes right i i, I don't know i mean it must be jesus that is producing that movie yeah um so as as, as a producer and something i often say your job is to i mean you've you you do your pre-production you know to try and make sure that everything is right you know but but you your job as a producer especially when you've done proper pre-production and you've and you've prepared everything well you know is to stand with a is to stand with a fire extinguisher because there will be fire at some point yeah. and your job is just to be extinguishing the fires as, as they come um one of the worst experiences i had was my last experience um that's for one lagos night okay that was where i saw a camera fall face flat for the first time in my, i've never seen a camera fall in my life not even those years of you know attending holy ghost service where yeah. everybody's falling under the power the, cam- the cameras never fall this one he fell face flat right in front of me and uh, i'll never forget you know, and and like, and I just thank God for the, the last day of shoots. Your DIT telling you that um, because you gave him a new hard drive, and in trying to format the hard drive, he formatted the card. A full day of shoots. Mm. Like, where where do you start from? So it's not been funny, but hey, um, with with at the end of the day, the, the, the truth is there will be problems. I always say Murphy's law would always take it, take its full course. Because anything that would go wrong would go wrong while you're shooting, you know. But you you prepare for it, and you have to learn to think on your feet. Okay, yes, this castle don't boss, but what do we do? Yeah. Don't, it shouldn't stop us. You know, our slogan in the business is the show must go on. The show must go on. Yeah. You know. But my, but I think the, the the biggest ones was for me, seeing my camera fall like that, and even the last one too. After they we were supposed to shoot four days there. After shooting two days, they came and kicked kicked us out of the venue and said that um, they don't want us there again. After shooting two days, how do I do continuity? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it wasn't funny. Another crazy one, my lead actor, they were supposed to shoot. I called him guy Hafa. Um, I'm I'm still I'm still in Abuja. And seen a lot of crazy things but hey we're still standing so sometimes some of this um the content you direct you might necessarily not have gone through that but what are your thoughts about like kind of just um experiencing life and and enriching kind of your taste to give a very relatable um interpretation of a film so it's helpful that um filmmakers are among the most knowledgeable people because we are creating different worlds so if i'm going to make a film about an engineer i have to understand how that world um how that world um, um, um exists um if i'm going to create a character that is a doctor i have to understand medical terms i have to understand um i have to have a basic understanding of 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 medicine so that my character is not just sounding like a mechanic yeah. at the end of the day. So it's basically about research, research, research. You, 
whenever you're telling a story, you have to understand how that world, um, what, what that world is like. Um, uh, um, you, you, you have to study because um, you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. You know, you know, and you can't, you can't cut corners. If you are going to create a world, then you have to understand what goes on in that world. So if you're going to, if your character is a hairdresser or a, a barber, and you don't understand what they call different hairstyles, how, how, how do you create that world? Mm. You know, so you, you have to study, you have to understand um, the story that you're trying to tell and and understand the terminology of the characters in that world and understand how they live their lives you know yeah. and you you just it's it's basically about studying it's basically about studying so that you can tell a well-rounded story you know at the end of the day that's what your audience enjoy you know that you can take them on and that's how you help them to embark on that journey yeah. you know and 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 basically that's how it is um, at the end of the day it's it's not it's not an easy task it's not it's not something you just breeze through it takes a lot of work a lot of work a lot of research you know to be able to create these worlds and these stories and to tell it properly a a a a, a well told story i'm very big on story um yeah, I, I like cinematography, costume production, design, and work on all those things. But I'm very, very big on story. Very, very big. Okay. So, um, I mean, you're a teacher. Can you take us to school? What common things do you see um, people kind of get wrong with their storytelling and their filmmaking? And, like, what do you think lessons to be learned from those common mistakes that we keep seeing in our movies? Well... Um, what do you even call a mistake? Let's start with and and that's one thing about arts in the sense that um, we don't have you mustn't arts doesn't come with this set of rules that if you are going to do it this high it must be people can do just this when you choose this is how I want to tell my story yeah you know at the end of the day you don't call that a mistake you know so people choose how they want to tell their stories and when they make those decisions. You can't tell them that they made a mistake. But at the end of the day, like I said, at the end of the day, my concern is the audience. There's a particular movie I saw on Netflix, you know, and um, you know, it was a very hyped movie, you know, and and like everything was on was on check, cinematography, costume, location, and everything was just acting. And unfortunately for me, the story. It, it, they just didn't take me there, yeah. and those are the things that those are the things that get to me. So, story is basic. You have a protagonist that wants to achieve something. You have the inciting incident when his, the life takes a different turn because at this point, um, the person is just living his normal life. Then this thing happened. That brings about a conflict. So, how do you resolve this conflict? You know, and at the end of the day, how do you hit that climax? Because that's what your audience live for. When you're watching a movie, you want... So it's either that um, you fall in love with this character and this character wants to achieve this and you are just watching to see how this character will achieve this. You know? Or what I call 
a what the fuck moment when you're watching and that thing just goes blue and you're like what the you know give me give me something yeah you know it's not that i'm watching that next thing you know the movie just ends i'm like sorry um what's what's what was what's happening here like it just ended it like that yeah it's 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 nothing that annoys me like especially when you have others every other thing on check you know and you can't you can't take me on that experience it's nothing that annoys me more than that so um so i i, I feel you you have to always have that in the back of your mind so when you're building your story take us to that point let's give your audience something that will make them go what we didn't see that coming and it's not easy it's a lot of work yeah so take time to build your stories don't just tell a story in one day and you feel like it will just wow us when we come to watch you know take time to tell your story because at the end of the day that's what we remember all the movies i saw 20 years ago do i remember their shots do i remember, even remember the costume that they wore I mean, I'm not saying that those things don't linger in the memories of people, but if there's one thing, if you put all the greatest movies ever made, if there's one thing they have in common, is their story. Yeah. So that's right. If there's any place where I spend time, it's on my story. It's on my story. I, 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 I need to wow my audience. I want my audience to be able to enjoy the story. Yeah. So it's not as if at the end of the day, they spend a lot of money in making the movie and everything is just on check and the movie just ends. And we're not even... We just saw the end. You know, it's nothing that. So take your time to build your story. Take your time. Yeah. Are you are you just like a writer director? So you just write for yourself, or you also kind of get commission? I write for myself. Just yourself. I write for myself. Not for people. I'm a lazy writer, so even myself, self, I know how long I. I have to inspire myself to write. <laughs> yeah. I only write. That's why I don't call myself a writer. <laughs> That's why I just say I'm a filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> or a director or producer. But I, I mainly write for myself. Mainly write for myself. Okay. So, yeah, like, um, we're part of this growing industry. Um, What's your biggest priority, like, for us to improve in order for the industry to become better? So, is this and not just this industry in life um one thing i always look at is the economics of things so so why is it that africa is a, a very poor continent and really when i say poor continent looking at it in terms of gdp i mean the gdp of if you, if you look at where france is the gdp of france is not a very very big country you know why should that country have a GDP that is more than the whole of Africa, and they even have change. Self to put there, plenty change, not even small change. Hmm. You know, it's it's because we are not creating and selling to the world. You know, so there's one thing I would like to see is us breaking those barriers to take our content. I mean, our contents have gone across the world, but filmmakers are not really reaping a lot of benefit from it. So, if we can increase value for our content and the filmmaker makes more money then we can increase the amount of money that we would use in making our movies and create and and also employ more people and build you know um and and build um an industry you know that would that would be very very powerful so i'm looking at several things things like us having more cinemas you know um um, I'm, I'm looking at us 
being able to um, show our movies in cinemas in different parts of the world and not just Nigeria. Yeah. So I'll give you an instance. Africa, for instance. I mean, our movies have done very well. As I travel across Africa, they watch our movies. But this this, this is the difference. Is the is the fact that we the filmmakers don't really make don't really benefit from that outside the fact that oh you have a lot of people watching your movies, yeah. but the people in these countries don't go to watch our movies in cinemas, so they only watch them through cable TV stations. So how much? So I mean, as long as I've licensed my my film to the cable TV station, even if a billion people watch it, I don't make any extra money. You know, but to be nice to see us have our movies, you know, being screened in, in, in these countries and, and even in the West as well. I mean, don't they screen their movies here? You know, if you can create that market, create that opportunity, you know, then, you know, to give the Nigerian filmmaker the opportunity to be able to create more wealth, you know, from, from the content they, they, they produce. And from that, we can begin to... Um, um, so, so for me, it's 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 beyond just making money. But what that also does is that it makes you, it gives you power. So when certain industries are talking in the world, you too can talk, you yeah. know, because you are you are you are able to generate wealth. And that's why Africa Africa barely has a voice in the world today because we don't make money, and because we don't make money, it's the people that make money that have loud voice. Yeah. You know, so if we can begin to create. Um, um, wealth, so we can also talk when, you know, filmmakers from other parts of the world are talking as well, and 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 earn the respect that that we deserve as 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 an industry. Yeah. How can people find you? What are your social media handles? Just my name, Um, um everywhere. Um, again, yeah, I, I do social media, but it's just I'm not that one of those people that's constantly because I I mainly use it to sell my market. Yeah. Um. um but yeah, I'm 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 very much active, um, especially on Facebook, you know, because um I I like to be able to to say things and, and not just post pictures. So I'm not so much of a picture person. Yeah. Probably why that's why I'm not best friends with Instagram. But um, um I I like to be able to you know post words and have let's have a discourse about certain things yeah. um so yeah i'm 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 on instagram facebook twitter um on twitter is a kind of every other place can make me um my next feature film on lagos night um should be out soon so look out for it it's my first comedy i've never made comedy in my life i never thought i would make comedy in my life yeah um but it was a story i I saw I knew that this was best said for comedy, you know, and I was a part of that process of bringing that story to life where I'm talking about screenplay, you know, and right from the screenplay, I, I, I knew I had something golden. And yeah, um, yeah, but one very important thing, um, I'm, I'm very concerned about my country, Nigeria, you know, and as a filmmaker, I feel, you know, it's also behoves on me to, um, to, to to be a part of the change that I seek, you know, you know, I, I I want in Nigeria that my kids will be proud of, you know, and we have to join this movement. But we should learn how to use filmmaking to be able to tell these stories too, you know, on 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 on, on nation building, and 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 putting people accountable. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast, Akene. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
you have come to the end of this episode. Please remember to leave a rating and a review. You can send in your questions and feedback on social media. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Senegal Film. And the podcast also on Instagram and Twitter at the Niger Film Pod. See you on the next episode. Have a good one.